Transmission incoming, over. Copy that, transmission received. This show is something new for you guys. I haven't posted in a while, but I'm back at it. I'm never really going away. I just take small hiatuses. I get tired about talking uh, about politics from time to time. So this is an exception to that in the sense that I sat down with a couple friends and we were just bullshitting about politics, religion, guns, UFOs, Area 51 raid, uh, homosexuality in America, um, uh, religion, politics, it's all in there. So trigger warning, there's something in this episode that will offend literally everybody. Unless you are a right of center, pseudo libertarian, white Christian, cisgendered male, in which case you'll probably agree with us, which I feel like is probably the majority of people listening to this. However, I have to have a caveat that this is just bullshitting, right? This is a couple guys just bullshitting about politics and this, that, and the other. Yeah, we have some pretty uh, maybe out there views. Sure, I get that. But at the end of the day, this is just a couple of guys bullshitting. Don't send me any kind of emails. Um, I don't want to hear about it. Don't care. So you've been warned. If you have thin skin, this episode is not for you. If you have thick skin and don't really care, and if you're just in for a good talk with a bunch of guys who've been probably drinking way too much and talking about politics and playing with guns, then stay tuned because you're in for a treat. Upper tube in the closet. And, uh, I don't know, like another gas tube or something in there, but, you know, I got... Honey, I need to finish so I got this shit laying around. <laughs> do something with it. Because, yeah, I mean, otherwise you're just wasting it. I do. There's a part of me, a part of me that wants to order one of those Beto lowers. <laughs> the no Beto 15. <laughs> yeah, that guy's a faggot. Salesman of the month. Faggot! They actually said that his whole thing is, uh, I mean, his base obviously fucking eats it up, but like it's killing him. Like the whole oh yeah, well, holding like just him, of, him alone is like uh, like they're like dude, like <laughs> shut the fuck up. Chuck Schumer was on TV saying, "Well, I don't know a whole lot of Democrats that think that way." Like, yeah, the rest. Well, of we the, all think that way, but we would never say it. Ex- pretty much, yeah, <laughs> exactly that. Yeah, well. Now you can go topless anywhere that men can go topless in Kansas and like five other states. But funny thing is that also applies to everybody 10 years and up. So there's your fucking pedophilia. Fucking shit, dude. The interdimensional shape-shifting child molesters. I'll tell you what. That is the one thing like... So think about that in retrospect. So... Alex Jones is Alex Jones, and he's always been Alex Jones. Everybody knows Alex Jones is Alex Jones, and nobody is under the impression that everybody listens to Alex Jones. Like, everybody knew this guy's fucking fringe. Everybody should listen to Alex Jones. Yes, and the only people that (laughs) regularly listen to Alex Jones are either legitimately insane or they're drunk 17-year-olds, right? Because that was us, right? So, uh, he's doing the Alex Jones bit always. And then uh, 
all of a sudden he gets taken like super seriously. He's like, oh my god, Alex Jones supports Donald Trump. Because he Fuck got fucking right. Blah, That's blah, what blah, happened. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> fucking right. And then the whole like shapeshifter child molester shit, that was like fairly recently. Yeah, babe. Emergency. Important things. So is there a bolt release on this? I don't know. It ain't shit on there because it's a Caltech. Just look at it. <laughs> don't even try to use it. <laughs> anyway, then uh, Alex Jones, like, it's like all of a sudden everybody's, oh my god, Alex Jones is like the epitome of the worst fake news ever. It's like... This guy's like the most fringe thing so ever. So like that started one. specifically with the Boston bar- bomber. That's when that really ramped up because he was like, false flag, false flag, false flag, government inside job, false flag. He's Which at the time, way, well, yes, but that was when it really started getting noticed. Before then, it was so fringe, no one noticed. He must have got big enough or he must have got right enough. He got something right. Because I convinced he that got was, something right. I remember right. because that was in like 2011 or whatever. Right. And then I remember listening to Alex Jones on the radio on bass while I was changing fucking oil in F-150s. That's why they banned him right there. Like, well, yeah. Fuck, half our military is listening to fucking Yeah, no Alex shit. Jones. But he was like, false flag. We got pictures of these guys. It was government inside job. And I was like, fuck this asshole. You know, but... <laughs> You know, I, I lacked the primer on Alex Jones, right? The, and that primer is uh, the whole thing about Q, right? Sure. It's, it's not what it seems. There's right. always something more going on. And I did not have that primer, so I was like, fuck this asshole. He's pissing me off. I turned him off. Flash forward a couple years later, and I'm like, god damn it. He was right about every fucking thing. <laughs> the whole time. 25 years of Alex Jones... Bat shit craziness. He was right. right. Fluoride makes frogs gay. They help the fuck out of each other. Fucking pull up the study right now. Berkeley, California. Fucking frogs. Sexual dimorphism. Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, in fluoride, you know, that's in all our fucking drinking water. Yep. And Wichita wanted to double down on that. Yeah. But it didn't pass. They're like, oh, you know, Dude, so it, it's is, all the poor people who don't have access to healthcare. Well, it's cheaper than fucking that's, toothbrushes. That's been tripping yeah. me out lately is like the whole, like... The dentists say, it's like, okay, so that's like a little bit of your body. What about the rest of it? Right. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, your teeth are going to be okay, but your head just might be a little You know what it is? Because they want us to get so fucking gay, we just sit around and suck each other's dicks. Well, and so I, I, go, I go the same way with like the soy stuff, right? Because soy is, is it's estrogen. It is. It yeah. it's basically fills the same role in the body that estrogen does. And it's in fucking everything because it's cheap and it produces a lot of fucking oil and all this other shit. And so it's a... Uh, where did she get my keys from? She's in the <laughs> truck with your keys. Anyway. Uh, what could go wrong? The diet thing, right? So the new fad is like, eat your way to immortality. Right? And I'm, I'm being extreme there, but that's basically what it is, right? Let's eat fucking kale and blueberries until you live to be 600. And fine, I totally get that. That makes a lot of sense. It really does. Especially if you're somebody from a Christian background, because you have to kind of believe that, well, everything is here one way or another. So, like, legitimately, you could then make the case that, like, if the estrogen thing makes people less, like, if there's an element of creativity that stems from having enough testosterone to make you dumb enough to try something out of the ordinary, if you're just pumped full of estrogen and everybody just becomes a sedated freaking loser, then beta cut for life, dude. Yeah. Beta cut, you turn it into fucking Beto. Yeah. Unfortunate. 
Yeah, he is unfortunate. It's unfortunate he exists. <laughs> but what's crazy, in my mind, he's like, hell yes, we're going to come after your AR-15s. And then he's talking about how, oh yeah, we're going to be forced to buy, buy, sell them back to the government. And I just think to myself, yeah, like, a mandatory buyback. Dude, let, that's just called confiscation. Let's just think of like the logistics. Like you haven't even fucking thought about that for five so minutes. What he said he's gonna do is, he's like, well, we're not actually gonna send police to take them. We're just going to fine you until you turn it in. So I guess the theory would be you're gonna be taxed to death. You're gonna be taxed to death. We're gonna start garnishing your wages, and eventually you just won't have any money. Yeah. Yeah. Tax you until you turn in your weapons. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> where have I heard that before? Yeah, not a real good look. But well, the you funniest know, thing he talks about, like, oh, it's a, you know, it's a, a, a battlefield weapon. It belongs. It only belongs on the battlefield. And then you have the same people on the left that when. People on the right say, you know, oh, come and take it. They're like, oh, yeah, like you could take on the military. It's like, so yeah. on the one hand, it's a battlefield weapon. But on the other hand, I can't take on the military with it. Like, which one's right? No, I mean, he's right. And this is where I get annoyed with, like, Republicans because he's right when he says it is a battlefield wep- weapon and it only belongs on the battlefield. He's right. The thing is, you don't know when that when battlefield, gonna battlefield yeah. <laughs> is going to pop up. That battlefield might pop up fucking tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And you need that weapon. Oh, that's yeah. the thing. The course of human history, like, that's kind of more the norm than, than peace is, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's absolutely right. And I wish just more people would recognize that. You know, that yes, that is a battlefield weapon. That's why the fuck I need it. Yes, and that's the only reason I need it, is because of fucking Beto's. But, you know... Well, what's funny... Beto versus Keck, 2020. He, what's up? He tries to be like, oh, you'll, you'll still have X weapon for hunting. It's like... A 410 single shot shotgun. You're 100% missing the point. <laughs> yeah. Crossbow. Like, that's what is fine for hunting. That's not what we're talking about here. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Well, it's like that meme where it's got... I can't remember which one the founding fathers, but he's like, well, that depends entirely on who I'm hunting. Yes. <laughs> it is definitely... Well, yeah, the Second Amendment, definitely all about shooting people. Oh, absolutely. They need shot. Washington and his buddies be stacking bodies by now. I heard about that. Text this dick. That's my favorite. <laughs> I think I'm going to get that. So in my in the basement, that room where my computer is, that's kind of going to be like my single man man cave. And I'm going to have, I've got the computer there, and then I'm going to put a pegboard up, I think, and put all my like gunsmithing tool stuff up on there behind the computer. And I think I'm going to get some, I've got a whole bunch of stickers from, you know, buying gun parts and stuff that... Like, yeah. I'm not going to put that on my car or something, but probably put it up there. And yeah, the Benjamin Franklin tax this dick. Tax this dick. That's awesome. So blunt. <laughs> That's a weapon of mass destruction. <laughs> well, and just the look on Ask his, your mother. The look on his face. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, I was watching the. Uh, 
Area 51 raid shit. 150 people showed up. Out of millions, 150 people. And of course, all the douchebags that show up, like, if you watch the video, it's like, one guy finally fucking goes wandering off into the dark by the fence, like, don't do it, bro, don't do it. It's like, you fucking faggots. Like, the whole point of this yeah. thing is that you jerks are going to go hop in the fence so we can all watch. I just want to know how many actively are actively talking out of town. Or they I all bet just they all Everybody. Because there? there's well, fucking nothing there. Well, but, like, how many are from, like, Vegas? Las Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Or Reno. Yeah. I don't know. Like, they just went because it's convenient and their manager let them have Friday afternoon off. I, you know, I, as much as I joke about it, I, I do still stand by. I think that it begs a great question. And I don't even care if, you, if you're against it or for it. It's, it's uh, what do we do? Right? Like what? Like you say, a, there's rules or there's not rules. Well, let's so, break so it's this like, down. Let's hop the fence, right? Okay. So is the government hiding something? Okay, I don't know, but is whatever they're hiding or not hiding worth killing? Let's say a thousand people showed up and hopped the fence. You shoot them all? Then what? What do you do? How do you how do you handle that on the news? What happens when I don't know? So it's funny because I, I did a, a podcast on this. I got drunk one day and did a podcast on this new solo, and I, I totally ranted. But yeah, it's proportional to the degree of security you think you need to maintain. So if that degree of security is X, then it is worth X resources in protecting, right? So there is the kind of libertarian narrative that the government should not hold secrets. Cool. Do you think there should be a military? I mean, the answer to that probably is yes. Do you think there should be a military? I think in in the world that we have today, you kind of have to. I want to go on a Star Wars tangent really bad right here. Yeah, but Star Trek is fucking better, and everyone knows it. My point, and this is what's work with Star Trek even, is I I do think there has to be some form of federal military. I really do. Okay, well, like, if we've got that established, do you want it to be good and effective? But... Does good and effective imply that only the government can keep secrets, or could Lockheed Martin just keep secrets? Well, in this case, it's both. Right, but, but, but because why? Because we live in a capitalistic system, but and the Lock, government doesn't Lock, maintain here's, control here's, over here's all the diff- Here's the difference, though. The government has a secret base in the middle of the desert, in the middle of nowhere. Lockheed Martin is in, like, downtown fucking Texas somewhere. No, they're not. They're in Area 51. Lockheed Martin's all over the place. <laughs> but they build shit, like, there. So... Like their they, version they of build secret. shit on secret military installations for the government. They do like mod shop shit. No, skunk works. Sure, every everywhere has a skunk works. Fucking Hawker Beechcraft and Wichita has a skunk it's works. hundred percent. That's what Area Fifty One is. Is it's a skunk works? Sure. So so then why is the government doing private security for Lockheed Martin? That would be where I would go with this. What so, do you mean so, by the government doing private security? Well, who, well, who is it that builds the fences and shoots the people when they hop the fence? Well, is it, is it who, fucking Pinkerton? The, gov- the government contracts all that work. But who's doing the work? The who, government who's contracts doing the that work. Skunk works. So Pinkerton is shooting people. Skunk works is Lockheed Martin. Skunk works right. is a euphemism for whoever gets contracted to do whatever. Sure, and it doesn't even have to be secret. It could be just an ITAR thing. Like, this is probably ITAR. Like, you can't fucking send this shit to India. Because they don't want yeah. the darkest to so, have. So in Area 51, it's a top-secret research and development facility. Mm-hmm. That inside of that, it's a government-owned piece of land. Inside of that are private companies doing research and development contracted by the government 
to produce goods for the government. Sure. And 90% of the infrastructure there is all civilian. That's contracted by the government. The security is 90% contracted because that's just how it works now. Even in the YouTube video, you didn't see military guys. Those are civilian guys. It's DOD contractors. They're employed by sure. the DOD. They're not militaries. So the people who build the fences, they contract that shit. There's five or six companies that they so can So why do they have to do it at Area 51 and why do they need that much room? And why do they have Area to have Area 51 that because there's nobody fucking there to keep eyes on them until now. And starting in the 1950s, it's the perfect place. So if you, uh, okay, if okay. you have a government... In, in the context of 1950, I get when it, it. When it started. But in the context of today, it makes no sense whatsoever. Okay, so... So riddle if you, me, if you riddle shot me this. a thousand people for hopping... Riddle me this. Riddle me this. Okay, so what makes more sense to you? To keep the thing you already have or uproot the entire fucking thing and build a new base somewhere else? What's you, the best I, value I, for I, the government I, and the taxpayers right then? I think you could do both. You don't even have to build a new base. You could just not be retarded about it because it's not what's 1950. Re- what's retarded about it? The whole thing is kind of retarded. Why is it retarded? It's the perfect place to do that kind of activity. I think there's... there's you can you can keep secrets without having to be stupid about it. So you want to move it to downtown Dallas? No, I'm just saying that if this company has a contract to build whatever it is, they can build whatever it is without having to be in the middle of a desert in Nevada. Well, they do, that. Air of they do that. They do that. Probably the, the air of mystery thing probably draws more attention to whatever the hell they're doing than if it was in the middle of downtown Dallas. Well, what if you got a test? Honestly. Because are we going to sit here and be retarded enough to think, oh, well, the Russians don't have the ability to peer down through space and see whatever the fuck they want, so let's just keep it hidden here. That way the Americans in Las Vegas can't see it. You know what I mean? That, that makes no sense to me at all. Well, I mean, you're assuming that the, the Russians have full-time eyes on that, which is a fair assumption, you know, because we have uh, the STAR Treaty, Strategic Arms Reduction Treaty. So let me ask you and, this. And we do, allow do, the do, Russians do, to use American airspace, do, do and they people... land here at McConnell, Kansas, in their Russian spycraft because they're on their way photographing all military bases in the United States as part of the treaty. So do the people that work we do, do the that same kind of to shit them. at Area 51, live at Area 51, and never leave and not talk to anybody else? Nope, they, fly in, they fly in and out of Las Vegas Airport. Then what's the point of Area 51? Because that only makes sense to have Area 51 if you're doing this Soviet thing where we have this fenced-off city where no one can leave and this is all we do here. Which carried on in America until the 1980s with the B-2 program, but we don't do that anymore. You have secret shit all around the place in a hundred different places with engineers and cubicles all across the fucking country doing this shit. Because it's, it's better to have the 500 contractors who have top secret clearances. Why? Who made that decision? Why is that better than, than anybody else? I'll tell you. Everybody's a contractor at that point. Once you get There's that There's 500 contractors who fly in every day. And that is, it is better to have 500 contractors fly into a remote location than to have 500 contractors commute to downtown Dallas with Three million people circling the place at all given times. That's that. three million people who could potentially sure. have some kind of infiltration. You have the best possible structure. If you think there should be a government, if you want that government to be good, that government has to maintain a certain level of secrecy in order to be a one, a good steward of what you pay them to do. So why and the secrecy? two? They so let's have talk to about keep the secrecy. Let's talk about the secrecy. Okay, so do you want it to be good? Why would you? Why, have, does, why would you have a why government? Does good implies. Why secrecy? would you have a government that would spend millions of dollars in your tax revenue for research and development just to shit it on the open market for everyone else? 
Why? I don't think what secret does that mean? Doesn't have to mean shit it on the open market. Like, like if you don't shit it on the open market, then it's not. Then well, it's secret. At least to a degree, right? All right. So where this is going? Is, we're getting we're is, getting down to the nitty gritty here. The nitty gritty here is the gimbal navy UFO thing, something that the navy has that is a product of some secret program, somewhat not necessarily Air Fifty One, but something like that. Is that something that the Navy has? Do you think that? Yes, yeah. I do. They said so, uh, the other day that the videos are real. Yeah, and they, like pat- well, and they, they said, said the videos are real. Pat- the videos are real doesn't mean that they own the thing that's in the video. The government has admitted that we don't know what I think that combined with the fact that they basically yeah. they put out that patent, which basically says we have this. But the patents, the patents, though, at the same time, like, I, I get what you're saying, and I don't disagree with that necessarily, but the patent thing is the same as any other fucking patent war that ever goes on. Sure. So I'm going to patent a really vague idea. That way, when somebody does it, they can't claim that they own it. So that prevents somebody from, like, Lockheed Martin or Raytheon from saying, oh, we got this new technology, and if you guys want to buy it, you have to pay me $6 billion. Well, that just means that now that the Navy patented this ability to go from, like, the middle of the ocean to the sky, they can say, oh, well, you're robbing our patent. You owe us, and that's our technology, so if you want to build it, you actually got to pay us. Yeah, sure. That's complete and, bullshit. So. And the fact that they actually did it, because now there's videos of a UFO doing that very thing, it's very Maybe. likely that the two are correlated. Sure, could be. So my question would be, if you had something that freakishly advanced, why does it have to be secret in the way that it's secret? Like, So something could be secret, but like... You have that thing, but why couldn't you just fly it over Wichita, Kansas in the middle of the say, And just hey, say, look at this crazy it. thing we have that you guys can't fucking touch. Fuck you. You don't know anything about it, but you can see it and see that we're using it. Now, I get yeah, it. Maybe that's, what they do. maybe that's what they do with the UFO video. They put it out there yeah. so that the secret version of like the Russians are like, oh, fuck, man. What the hell's going on? We're so still, I'm like, glad you asked. Okay, so we've established that a military is a good idea, right? So let's just say that the, that military's job is national defense. Defense of the United States of America. Sure. Against... Foreign enemies, right? So, if you want to be better than your enemies, you have to constantly innovate, right? Because now it's a competition. So, in the United States of America, do you want them to win any potential war? Sure. Okay, cool. Are they going to do that with 1865 technology? Why does it have to be 1865 technology? That sounds arbitrary. It's not arbitrary. Why are because you this saying... Is the Listen, because this is the 21st century. Do you want the military to stop doing R&D? No. Okay, then that takes money, right? So R&D necessitates killing a thousand people that We're getting there. R&D takes money. You've established that. Sure. Right? How much R&D do you think is necessary? More than your potential enemy, right? One step above minimum. Sure. Right? Ideally, a thousand steps above. Which is where we are. Which is where we are. Which is fucking fantastic, right? Is that a bad thing? Getting in the weeds now. Fuck yes, we're getting in the weeds. Okay, so we have a military. We want it to be good. We want it to be a thousand times better than everyone else because sure. doing anything less would be a waste of human life, right? Because right. then you're 1865 bloodbath, right? We don't want that. We right. want to win any potential war as quickly and as efficiently as possible, right? Sure. Because that would be the best thing for the American people. Not only would that be the best use of American technology and money, it would be the best use of American lives in any potential war. Okay, so if you had a piece of technology that was capable of being a thousand times better than anything the foreign military might have, why would you fly it over Wichita and brag about it? 
you would keep that shit as quiet as possible for as long as possible. It's a totally fair point. You're, you're winning me over in that regard. Uh, I won't dispute that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that, like, obviously, libertarian standpoint here, that, that, that is a great question about, like... Let's just establish the fact that they the, can, they can the suck new, a dick right now. On this they point. can suck a dick right now. All right. But, like, we're good. nature of the state and, like, where do you go? Because, like, so American, right? It's the most libertarian place that ever fucking existed. Except, and, for, for, except for Liechtenstein. And, well, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> end of story, right? So then, like, War of 1812. We got our asses kicked in the War of 1812. Right. But how does 1812 go if there is no federal military? That was even a problem in, like, the Revolutionary War. Is, like, getting people to sign up to this, hey, we realize you guys are in Carolina, and we're in Boston, Massachusetts, and we want to fight this war, and you guys might not want to, but what do you think about, you know, if that tag team mentality doesn't happen... This is, who knows? I don't know, maybe the British and the French fight later and this becomes a giant version of your faggotry. But so I, I don't know, I just... So, alright, so we've established that you need good shit. And you want the best shit you can possibly But have. how do you keep it going off the rails to where you get into the case of like Colt, right? Where they get paid millions of dollars, billions of dollars for sure. over the years to build a $400 rifle. Yep. To the point that... The way what they're charging the government to build this rifle because of patent laws or whatever is just so absurd. Everybody's getting raked over the coals Absolutely. because we all pay taxes. But yep. now you can go get a rifle that's, I mean, shit. This is fucking. You could probably Arrow probably makes one just like this that is like seven hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, honestly, everything in there. I mean, this is under a so thousand. The answer bucks. to that is time, right? Sure. So with coals, but, but how do you keep a government? That is on its toes enough to still be have that marketplace kind of mentality to realize that, like, so let's say the F-35, right? We're buying this F-35, so we're going to pay you guys a trillion dollars to build 300 planes through whatever the fuck year it is. So, but at what point does that just get so retarded that it's like, why would I do that when I could buy a zillion of these, you know, F-18s that can do the exact same fucking thing? Absolutely. Better. That everybody can already fucking fly. That maintenance guys can already fucking fix. Yep. And I just... That's the thing with me. And I, that's the whole libertarian thing is like the state just gets super duper inefficient. But like... How do we attack that? Because that is the problem with this. And that's the Area 51 thing. It's like... The Area 51 argument makes sense if we're talking about the government has these gimbal go fast UFOs that the Navy footage has. Like Assume if, if they that do. exists at Area 51... Fucking great. I'm glad Area 51 exists. Because assume I do assume think that's the case. If you think America is a potential place where these libertarian things can actually happen someday, even if they aren't happening right now, you need to protect that thing, right? So you just so, want to see their balance sheet, basically. Sure. I'm going to yeah. fucking be the Jew you, that you fucking audits the goddamn sheet and need, says, okay, yeah. you guys legitimately paid $47,000 for a fucking S-wing roofing hammer. This is retarded. Yeah. <laughs> so... That, yeah, that's it. Which so, which is Congress, right? That's Congress's yeah. thing. Congress is that body. Congress is supposed to do that. Congress does not do that because but if Congress they, is fucking. If they paid sold. two trillion for a real life Millennium Falcon, then you're good. Fucking sweet. If you got a Millennium <laughs> Falcon and you can make the Kessel Run in less than fourteen parsecs, you, you've bought my shit. All right, so we've established that Area Fifty. Because the Millennium Falcon's really yeah. a piece of shit, right? It's, it's not bitch. even like a fancy So Area Fifty One, in and of itself, is not a bad thing. We've established that. So we can say that for there's a very good logical reason why the government would want to hold secret, and I would argue that anything less than that 
would be a very shitty thing for the government to do, right? Sure. So if they spent our money on it, I expect them to keep that shit, not necessarily from us so much, sure. but more the fucking Chinese, right? So and now the, that now that, now, now that we've got this, so Area Fifty One exists. Hundred percent concede to you that if if the government has the gimbal UFO at Area Fifty One, and that's really what this is all about, and there's the, varying degrees of the gimbal. It was sure, sure, sure. The F one seventeen, the F twenty two, if this is the F eighteen Z, and it looks like an F eighteen, but it's the fucking bee's knees fighter plane, whatever. Cool, just fire Fifty One. All right. with that. So now the only question no, we no, have no, no, no. The is... only question we have is now what if we're not talking about the gimbal UFO? What if we're talking about legitimately we're not alone in the universe and there's fucking aliens in an underground fucking zoo at Area 51? <laughs> hey, cool. But I want Where does the secret like where do we sure. draw the line between sure. the government needs a really cool F-18 to protect the potential for freedom versus Hey, we're not alone in the universe, and we have this being that knows all sorts of physics shit about religion and whatever and can cure cancer. Yeah. We're not telling anybody. What if that is a fucking nasty being, and that, that is an enemy, right? Well, so that was what I told you earlier, was like, this Area 51 thing is going to be hilarious, because like, let's say a million, like, it didn't happen, but let's say a million people show up. And they, they really all do release really something. The government is confronted with, holy shit, we can't shoot a million people, we're going to have to bomb a million people. And so like, well shit, we can't fucking bomb American soil, this is going to get retarded. And then like, the thing that gets loose from Area 51, it was like, we found the alien and we set it free, but the alien is like King Ghidorah from Godzilla, where it's a three-headed dragon that fucking just destroys the whole fucking planet. It's oh, like, oh my god, put it back in Area 51, but you See, can't because you fucking blow the fence up. I'll yeah. tell you why. And Razor Wire was the only yeah, thing. Yeah, fence shits. Yeah, like, what do you do? Why well, it's in Nevada, it's because... But the thing that would question me even still, even if, even if they had King Ghidorah locked underground in an underground vault in Area 51, would be, why is that secret? Why not tell everybody that, hey... We're not alone. There's some fucking shit out there that we so don't cool. fucking understand. Yeah, we can question. do nothing about it, and we need to let everybody know. That way, Ugh. every Tom, Dick, and Harry who fucking sticks his dick in a vagina and produces a kid yeah. knows that he needs to do his goddamn best to raise his kid to be the best math wizard in the world so that someday we can come up with the greatest gimbal UFO here's ever exactly that why. can fight off an here, army of here, here is exactly why. So hypothetically, we have an alien. It's a bad fucking dude. We've got him strung up by his ball sack, hanging from the ceiling in the basement sure. of Area Fifty One, and he eats Doritos all day. And we just talk shit on. Him. Okay, so what we would do in that scenario, right? Is we why would you not treat that exactly like the gimbal UFO, right? So if you develop the gimbal UFO, you want to keep that secret. You don't want the Russians to know. You don't want the Chinese to know. You don't want the Israelis to know because then they make shitty fucking tables out of it. You don't want that. So why would you not keep that with the same secrecy, some, right? Because assuming, try to ass- set assuming that there are more, right? Sure. Because why would we assume that we have the only fucking alien badass? There might be one in every continent. The Chinese might have one. The Israelis might have one. There might be one in Antarctica. For sure. And, and he's, a, he's a penguin king, you know, and they're worshiping him right now. So assume that there are more than one, right? So now you're at the fucking UFO thing. We want to learn everything we can learn about this alien badass motherfucker. And we want to learn more about him than our potential enemies. Because guess what? If they learned more so, about him than so, what we did, so this now is they can point. harvest the technology. We're at that same fucking point. This is my point where you're at is because – I think the potential for humanity to figure things out, it moves in a direction. So if everybody's focused on, you know, Walmart or Toyota Tacomas or Ford F-150s or or whatever, that's one thing. 
But if everybody has this singular goal of, hey, King Ghidorah is out there, and we don't have Godzilla, so we got to figure our fucking way out to do this thing. So you change the entire paradigm of like this education system to be like, we have to deal with this, right? So think about how many more minds that from an early age you focus on that particular program. So now you're not talking about five wannabe scientists locked in Area 51 that get flown in every day. Now you're talking about, what, 350 million Americans whose singular thing is like, oh my god, we got to deal with this problem, right? The capacity, the, the computing capacity to fucking figure that shit out is just, is, is absurd. And I think that if that is the issue and you have a bad dude down there, that's what you have to do. You don't have a choice. Well, You're doing the rest of the planet a fucking disservice. It'd be you like do not take that. Out it'd be too. like what we have versus like the whole storyline of Ender's Game. Sure, because think about they this. got attacked by aliens and like we know some bad shits out there, and the whole thing is they have they have no contact with the enemy for like decades, right? And then they're trained. They like build the whole battle school to have you know great minds come there to battle the enemy when they eventually out. do get to them again. Yep. No, I, I mean, that, there, yeah. there is some validity in that, but how do you get there at the same time as protecting also what you know? Because you know that just because you have that intention, and, and if that were just an America problem, and the world were America, right? Mm -hmm. Like, cool, I'm on board. But you know as well as I do that there's Muslims, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. Yeah. We're recording. So, so they're they're going to try to find a way to. It's let's just say that Saudi Arabia has an alien of their own, right? It's the reason the three hundred blackout exists, by the way. It's hey, I'm all for it. Suppressed. I'm all for it. <laughs> the reason they wear that turban. Unfortunately, the world fucking sucks, and it sucks because of people. Sure. Right. And there's good yep. people, and there's bad people, and there's shades of gray. But, but what happens to – so even, even like religion, right? Like I, I know this is a beat-up cliche. Like, but what happens to religion if, if fucking King Ghidorah is, is floating around out there? And there's I, a religion? I Which religion? Why anything happens. Which what, religion? So, I, it doesn't, so that's my point. I'm not necessarily saying, well, what happens to the Christians if we discover aliens on Mars? It's, okay, what happens to the Muslim world if there's aliens on Mars? I don't know. I'm not Muslim. They probably freak it's the fuck out. a great fucking question. Because right? they, so, listen, you can't draw a picture of Muhammad's butthole without those guys waging a jihad. So if there's an actual alien with an actual butthole, you know they're going to freak out. Yeah. And they're going to do Durka Durka Islam Jihad all over the place, and it sucks to be in France, but... France is fucked. <laughs> But yeah, I so I got into this conversation well, sort of with my dad the other day, and that was one that came up as uh, so all this stuff. You know, what if they do have something? At, maybe not at Area Fifty One today, but at some point in time, and like the bobbles are shit. Let's say that's ninety percent. I think that's fairly likely that they have some shit. Something they don't have anything something. alive. They yeah. don't really know what they're doing. But they have enough evidence to suggest that something else. Was yeah, there. I think that's the most likely. Thing. I'm going to go to off the rails honest. with this in five minutes, too. Just wait. I think, I think but, they have some legit technology. I think they yeah, do. I don't I think they know it. what to make of it yet. Sure. I think they figured out some things that have advanced certain parts of our understanding of physics and mathematics. So now, now, now let's roll in this direction, though. Let's say that like, there's all this focus on the Area 51 thing, but like, legitimately there's nothing there. Like, there's nothing I to say. I think that's probably probable. Right? Sure. So everybody's like... You're hiding something. You got to tell us, bro. And they're like, dude, there's nothing here to tell you. Like, we don't have anything. And that's what they've been saying for 60 years. And it's the fucking truth. And everybody's just like, ah, it's, it's the Kennedy thing. Now, personally, 
I'm a fan of the Kennedy got shot by the mob slash CIA slash Russians conspiracy. I buy it. Totally what I believe. But I'm also ready to believe that, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald was a fucking psycho and he shot Kennedy. The end. And it's just so simple that people can't believe it because it's such yes. a big deal. Well, people, if a big event happens, it's a psychological phenomenon that people need an answer that is as big as the event that right. happened. So 9-11, therefore, has to be an inside job because sure. it can't just sure. be two fucking just airplanes. It's too random, right? It has to be Some bigger. 18-year-old destroyed a building and started a war? Oh, my God. That's yeah. ridiculous. It has to be as big as the thing that happened. You know, I mean, that's standard. Look at anything. It's got to be a conspiracy theory. But nine times added nine almost it's the simplest most logical answer that's the answer yeah and people just read into shit that doesn't always exist now there are true conspiracy theories don't get me wrong i mean that's a legitimate thing you know go for tonkin was a true conspiracy oh, yeah. theory bohemian grove you know there's all kinds of real ones but <laughs> my, my little sister almost worked there this summer bohemian grove yeah Really? Yeah, she's she a uh, hospitality major at K State. I mean, yeah, I, I know hospitality, major. but anyway, so she almost worked there, and uh, I was like, so she mentioned it one time at like Easter or something, and then it was like a group of us, like she was talking about it, and then at first I was like, is this this is recording, right? Yep. So I just kind of add in here, Nick's sister is attractive. She's a hospitality manager, right? That's like. Your that. rebuttal, sir. Your hot sister's hosp- <laughs> hosp- quote unquote hospitality. Have you I'm just saying an actual picture. I'm just saying. <laughs> Have you seen an actual picture of her? I don't know. I feel like I met her once at her birthday or something. She has shorter hair than I do. At the moment. <laughs> it's, longer, anyway. it's longer than what it was. <laughs> it's longer than what longer Nick has than, a Thor haircut, shoulder down to his shoulder blades. Longer than it was yesterday. <laughs> it's <laughs> braided into his butt hair. <laughs> That's how Vikings did it. Super not. But anyway. She, uh, yeah, she mentioned that, and then it, like, took me a while to register, and, like, a couple hours later, I was like, so, like, when you said Bohemian Grove, you talking about, like, in San, ever? I was like, you talking about, like, in San Francisco area? And she's like, yeah. I was like, no shit. <laughs> she's like, yeah. I was like, you know about that place, right? So, I got a guy, hopefully, coming on the podcast soon, who, who uh, worked at Skinwalker Ranch in Nevada mm. as a military contractor. And I'm trying to oh, yeah. trying to get him to come on the show. He's apparently he's willing. His friend of a friend, kind of a thing. He's a local guy, but he worked for an aerospace company that's out there. And that place is supposed to be fucking crazy. But apparently, Dude. this guy's got some stories. I'll come come sit in the background when you do that. All right. My uncle was a big sixteen. Cool. I won't say anything. Seventies and eighties. Cool he was in Nellis for a while. He's got some. Nellis, some cool I mean, shit. Nellis is the Air Force base that is the mothership. For all of that shit in Area 51. No, he'll tell you about it. Well, because that Skinwalker Ranch, it all got bought up, didn't it? And it's all private now? Yeah, well, there's, well, I know that there's an aerospace company out there that runs a lot of that. And it's Bigelow Aerospace, I think. This is completely off topic, and I don't want to, like, totally change the subject here. But a guy I work with who retired now, his dad is almost 90, but he's still alive. But he was in the, I don't know, Army or some shit. But in Nevada... When they were doing like the nuclear artillery, like you've probably seen that video of like they blow the nuclear bomb off when all uh, the dudes get out of the trench and like yeah. walk towards it. His dad was one of those guys. How fucked up is he? I fucking ninety dead. So he's doing something right. He's preserved. He's a ghoul. <laughs> yeah, ninety. I mean, doing all right. I don't know if he's ninety, but he's like late eighties. He's old because the dude that retired is like sixty-five. So. Hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. They used to do some crazy shit to our guys back then. 
But no, like, alien shit. So this is the weird direction I want to go, like, for a minute. We all got to linger on it if you don't want. But, like, alien technology, right? What if it's not aliens? What if it's that whole Younger Dryas, like... 100%. People who were here before, well, we figured shit out. Plus aliens. A fucking so. meteor or a solar storm said... Fuck you, Earth. Here's people the deal. are basically gone. The There's... only people that survive are the goddamn Indians that were already being like, oh, yo, 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 whatever. I don't yeah. mean to make fun of anybody, but that's what it was. And so they survive. It's like, it's the whole, if the world ended tomorrow, who has a better chance of surviving? A guy who's homeless today and used to that world or me? Yeah, probably the hobo. It's both. Aliens, yes. Aliens, maybe not exactly what we think they are, as far as ET, the extraterrestrial ET phone home kind of guy, or necessarily the Greys per se. And yes, it's Younger Dryas. So we know that without a doubt, there are all kinds of ancient traditions of star people, star children, sure. fallen angel, angels, Nephilim. Um, you know the the Indians and the Sumerians with their drawings, with the spaceships. One hundred percent, that is a archetype. Right? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. That, that is an archetype. So we have to assume that that's true. Not necessarily literal, but sure. true. Right? Combine that with what we know in the biblical narratives, which is our understanding of all sure. that stuff. And everybody has their own understanding. You know, the, the Norse and the Sumerians and the Indians and the Native Americans and the South American tribes... All of those archetypes line up perfectly, in my, in my mind, the best I can tell. There are small degrees of variance, but the, the major themes are the same. So it's, it's both. And I think that it's both because they're linked. You know, I think that there are, at times in human history, interventions, both good and bad. And some of those bad interventions are dealt with harshly and swiftly in cataclysmic manners, right? So like the flood narrative. You know, we talked about this the other day because your your guy emailed you about your podcast and he was just like, listen. I get those once in a while. That one yeah. was particularly so, creepy, so the themes line up perfectly and the interventions and the mechanisms of those interventions also line up perfectly. So I do think that there are extraterrestrial, quote unquote, interventions. And I do not think that they are positive in nature. I think they are always negative in nature. Like beating your dog. Yeah. And I think that the it's things positive sometimes. we see in the other thematic events and the cataclysmic events and the flood narratives and all that right. stuff and the savior narratives uh, and the, the good angel narratives are reactions to those prior events of the negative. And I think that that is universal. No, I, I, you know, that's one thing that, that makes me wonder, and I know, you know, I go to church, I, Christian, 100% and all that stuff, but I do wonder sometimes, like, the understanding of early stuff, you know, especially because, like, in the Bible, you have, you have the whole Babel story, right? You know that, like, there's this point where everybody's kind of the same, and then, like, all of a sudden, it's not the same. Everything is confused, intentionally confused, so that nobody can communicate, so that they can't do this thing again. Right, So if you assume that all these people are from the same point A, but then they end up on the rest of the alphabet, then it's that whole telephone game. It's, so what if I told you a story, and then 500 people later, the story is so embellished that it, it's like vaguely reminiscent of what I originally said, but it's 
like a completely different narrative. Right. Right. So then when I like, so on my podcast lately, it's been the last few have been uh, more or less flood story related and, and it's broken cliche, whatever. But the flood story things, they, even if they're like really different in some of the details, in some of the characters and some of like the reasons why a certain person did a thing, the crux of the story is still the same, right? That like there was this world and then something went wrong with this world and somebody got tired of this world and so they fucking blew it apart and then some people managed to survive this world for whatever reason nobody really knows why and then they had to start over and so that framework has carried on through almost anybody who has any kind of tradition that they would claim forever even if you're a, not a religious person if you just looked at like your own heritage i'm sure there's a fucking flood story that's associated with it that says once upon a time this happened. And so the whole Grand Hancock thing is it's less about claiming any one thing as a fact or any one thing is necessarily 100% true. It's just being open to the idea that maybe there's something to all this shit, yep. right? Which seems like a reasonable position to take that, hey, I have, like, so my podcast, I have Thunderbirds over here on this corner of the world. And then I have this Gilgamesh Utnapishtim guy on this side of the world. And then I have this Book of Enoch, Flood of Noah thing on this side of the world. And then I have the Chinese, I think it was a dragon that did it on their side of the world. But the reality is, even though the characters change and the name change and all these things change, the timelines all kind of point to the same thing, which is the whole Gobekli Tepli thing yep. that is like, hmm, there was like this whole kind of thing that rose up out of this shit that points to this being a time period of whatever. So, I don't know, whatever. By the way, you should totally make this a new podcast and just call it Guns and Beer. And we just talk about shit like this all day. I like great. it. It'd be fucking great. I like it. No, I'm, I, I can't. You should, you should take a picture of this table right now. Because <laughs> you have the Patriot thing, right? Because Sam Adams, I'm pretty sure he signed the Declaration of Independence. If he didn't, he did in spirit because it's great. And then, I mean, come on. But nobody man. would listen to it because we got 50%. 50% shitty guns. We have a Tavor, and we have a Sub-2000. It's whatever. It doesn't matter. They're guns. That's just... That's an homage to... No the, credibility. It's an homage <laughs> to the free market. All right? That you can own shitty guns. Whatever. This is the most expensive one here. That's far. Yeah. yeah. This, yeah. this shouldn't probably be. costs the same as all the rest of these three combined. And it shouldn't. Well... With its fucking cry along. Well, it's imported, so, you know, they, you're dinged for that. Imported. Jews know what they're doing. They steal the Americans. <laughs> yeah. As far as getting money out of other people. <laughs> right. We take a barrel from their rifle and shove it in some plastic, and they pay $1,000 more. That is a Pretty lot much. of plastic. A lot of plastic. I think it's piston-driven, though. Aren't they? Yeah, they are. Yeah. plus. You ever think about, so you talk about like uh, federal military and whatever. You ever think about like if we somehow got to where we are today as far as technology and economy and infrastructure without a federal military? And and so the thing would be like, okay, uh, Google, you know, has X amount of assets to protect. Right. Obviously, they can afford a shit ton of mm -hmm. tanks, air force. They could have a private air force. You know, Apple could have their own thing. Amazon. I mean, and probably on that front. That, that's that's 
that's the interesting thing. Though, like if there, like, if there was no federal military, but you guys have all these assets to protect, how are you going to do that? Right. And they do it. Like, I don't know. Fascinating to think about. I just think the difference would be if your only interest was genuinely just protecting these assets, you would need a lesser degree of shit. You'd, you'd probably have like the other problem society would be society would be a lot more consolidated be in, in society is that so the level of R and D that like the military or a military contractor is capable of is only possible because of taxation because even if you're Google you can't front the R and D that it took to go into an M1 Abrams tank and even if you could you're probably only building one or two of them not fifty thousand or however many ridiculous number of these things that we have you don't think. I don't know. I don't know. It's a Think great question. Like, like cars. But, I mean, but the next problem, even beyond that, is that if you assume that, that like, let's say Google has all these assets they got to protect. And so Google pays who, whoever the general dynamics or whoever the hell it is that builds the M1 Abrams to, to, to do enough research to build an M1 Abrams tank. And so Google owns a bunch of M1 Abrams tank. That's fine. I totally get that. But it kind of discounts the fact that here in America, if we want to push for this you know, anarcho-capitalist thing, great. But Russia and China still exist. So you still have these plus other... Muslims. Plus Muslims. You still have this other monster that's pumping all of their resources into this, this other thing, right? And I, I guess the only thing I would have to hang myself up on there would be that it's easy to say that, but when you look at like the money that goes into it, it's... Yeah, like like Russia, China, and like what is it like the next six countries combined oh, still the, don't even yeah, spend I, as much as America. I think it's does. I think the U.S. has. The but same. but I think as a thought experiment, it's still valid though for like libertarians to to consider that. Yeah, we want this anarcho thing, and the anarcho thing is great. I'm 100 percent on board with that. If we could do that tomorrow and wish all this shit away, 100 percent on board. But you can't because all these other places still exist and all these other cultures still exist. They think that your culture is bullshit and we want to do away with it. So if you can't even get along on like this basic level of crap, even if it is crappy and ends up crappy half the time, you're just going to get steamrolled in a day, you know, because I, I wonder this is like, I don't know. I don't want to like spin off into like a culture war shit, but like, Original 1776 America works when all the power players and all the people that are there are 99.9% white Christian Northern Europeans, right? If and then as soon as it becomes not predominantly white Northern European, it doesn't work. Now we have to go down this Che Guevara, Simon Bolivar, blah, blah, blah thing, and these people are going to do their thing. That's not going to work for us. But those people are going to think it's, well, I don't even think they're going to think it's working, but they're going to be under the illusion that it could work. Yeah. Right. And so, what do, what do you do about that crap? Well, you know, that, yeah. that's where like the whole federal thing, like, I, I, it's we, easier. We talked about something earlier today. I feel like even maybe it was was about the whole religion and the gay stuff. Was like cultures. It's 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 like this thing, right? And like within this culture, these hundred ideas can flourish and thrive, and they can be great, and they can be happy. But then here's this other culture. Right? It's this virus. It's the AIDS virus, right? So if like culture is the body, and then this other RNA thing comes and infects this culture, this culture changes. And so now this culture rejects 50 of the original 100 ideas. So now you're left with half of what it was originally. 
and then that trend continues. Now you have, it splits off into two things, and each of those two things is now infected by four RNAs. And so now you're like, you got 5% here and 5% here and blah, 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 blah. So the question becomes, to me, like, what is culture and is it worth protecting? And so Sometimes. The, the, the problem with libertarians, and I say this as like libertarian anarcho wannabe guy, is so you want this liberty thing. What are you going to do to ensure that that liberty thing can happen? So I want liberty, but I'm also going to be open borders. Let's let a bunch of Sharia law people in. Well, your liberty thing's not going to last very long because those people's view of the world does not mesh with yours at all. And it doesn't even have to be the Muslim extreme. I mean, for fuck's sake, let's just talk about like South America or Latin America. These people's expectation of government is that the people that they don't like disappear in the middle of the night because that's how they fucking roll, right? So our world can't exist with that world. And so I just, what do you do? I mean, I don't know. Well, you have to protect what you value. You have to. And then then when you protect something... That's the problem with like the libertarian thing is I'm I am on board with non-aggression principle. I get that, and I I realize that it's like hypocrisy what I'm about to say. But if you're not willing to fucking punch somebody in the face to tell them to get the fuck away from me, even if they've done no violence, then you're not actually willing to protect anything. Right. Because the whole non-aggression principle is like saying some dude walks into the gas station and he's holding a gun, and I'm in the gas station with my four-year-old daughter. Right? If I, as a fucking red-blooded male, am not willing to fucking sacrifice myself and tackle that guy and put him on the ground and fucking stomp on his skull, then I'm not willing to actually protect my daughter. Right. And I might as well just fucking give up right there and we're both going to die. So what you've mentioned is very interesting because there is an implied morality there. And I know everything I need to know about you off that sentence. Sure. So with the libertarians, that really turns me off is... There is no standard of morality. It's the same problem that like the the brunt of atheism has is that there's no standard. It's it's like well whatever blah 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 blah. And usually they'll hang their hat on like the gay stuff or something that's really easy to say today. Oh, I'm the religious people are against gay people, and I think religious marriage is bullshit. And gay people want to get married and be fine. That's totally comfortable. And it's like I totally get that. That's like that's like one thing. So, like, ten things from now, where are you? If you're that person that's right. just like, yeah, I'm going to cave. Waxing balls. I'm going to cave. I'm going to cave. Yeah, waxing balls. <laughs> Bake the cake. And those are all just, like, precursors to bullshit. It might sound retarded today. It might totally sexist and racist, but, like, seriously. Think but about Alex it. Jones. Alex Jones. Interdimensional, shape-shifting fucking Jeffrey Epstein's. I don't, yeah. I don't think reasonable self-defense goes against the non-aggression principle, though. I never have. And some people... No, no, I don't even disagree with you. Even in the Bible, it doesn't, like, Jesus doesn't tell... Jesus never shames Peter for the fact that Peter carried a sword into the garden. Oh, yeah. Right? He just says, hey, this shit was going to happen, so you just need to let it happen because I'm the son of God and this is going to happen. But people take this whole, well, Christians, man, you're Jesus lover. You can't fucking hurt anybody. It's like... No, 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 no. That is nowhere in the Bible. Right. Pretty you know, sure half the Bible is set with, like, my people fucking just wiping your people off the map. You know what's also funny about shit. that is the whole uh, live by the sword, die by the sword. Sure. It's like, okay, well, first of all, I don't consider self-defense living by the sword. Second right. of all, let's say you are talking about self-defense and you're like, well, if you live by the sword, you die by the sword. 
Well, if you don't defend yourself, you're going to fucking die by the sword anyway. Yeah. So right. what's the that's difference? You're fucking well, like, the, whole, the whole live by the sword. That yeah. <laughs> live by the sword would be like like the whole communist argument. It's like, I'm going to rule through fear. I'm going to viciously just fucking beat these people into submission. Well, eventually somebody's going to step up and fucking beat you into submission, right? Which is the whole communism thing. It's just like one dude after the next. And that's live by the sword, die by the sword, right? Like, if your whole life, your whole morality is based on, I have a sword and you don't, eventually that dude's gonna fucking get a sword. Or, if he doesn't have a sword, he's eventually gonna get fucking lucky with a stick or a rock. Yeah, right? how, how am I supposed to... he's gonna take your fucking sword. How am I supposed to kill the people with the sword that yep. live by the sword if I don't yep. have a sword? And so the whole Christian... The whole idea of Christianity and why it's... it's in, in well, Okay, so we'll even strip away Christian... Let's just say Abrahamic religions. The whole reason... Those are so different from a lot of other shit, is because it's not lived by the sword, it's lived by the idea, right? These ideas allow this greater degree of good shit to happen. Oh, yeah. And so that's what we're gonna live by. And these things enable all this good crap. So, one of the things that fucking rips me is in today, it's always like, oh, anti science. Yeah, okay. Sorry for the last 2,000 years. Let's just remove all the Christians and see how far your science gets. Because I'm pretty sure if Christianity doesn't come along, you still think Apollo is responsible for the sun. And that like some other bullshit fucking multi-armed god is responsible for the wind. Christianity was the only thing that, in Judaism, whatever, I'm sure there might be a couple others out there, that stripped the supernatural away from these physical forces we can understand. So even like the calendar we use today... A lot of people will point to, like, Copernicus and, like, oh, the church persecuted these days. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure the church was also, like, the only place educating people at the time, too. Oh, yeah. They like, just, like, the whole thing is only, only possible college. because no, of yeah. Christianity. Like, that's... I, I'm going off on a tangent again, so feel free to interrupt if you want to pause. But the whole, like... Like... So, like, in school, there was always, like, you'd see on the bottom of these books, like, the Scholastic Reader or some shit like that. Scholasticism was an entire fucking movement of the Catholic Church. It was, like, the whole natural law shit. That, like, huh, these things really aren't mythical, godlike magic. These are physical processes that can be understood. We should study them! And monks built monasteries dedicated to that shit. And that's what they did. And they figured it out. And... I'm, I'm again. I'm going off on another tangent here because you know, raised Catholic. But it's another problem with like Catholic Church today is they've gotten so far from saying, "Hey, this is where we came from, and this is what we did, and this is what was pot." It just you know, well, live by the sword, die by the sword. Go back to that. So, just because you don't have a sword doesn't make you a good person. Sure, right? You don't have a moral, virtuous, higher than thou calling because you are a pacifist. Mm-hmm. A good person is a dangerous person, like we talked about earlier, sure, right? Yeah. A good person is a dangerous person that has it voluntarily under control. You cannot be a dangerous person if you're a fucking pacifist and a weakling. Sure, You I agree. cannot be a dangerous person. So therefore, that is your default option. If your default option is pacifism, you're not a good person. You're just not a good person. That's been one of the biggest things in like in 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 kind of the my experience with Christianity that like so many people get wrong is in there's that whole pacifism everything is softy crying on the shoulder yeah. worship music blah 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 it's well and good at times but like God Jesus whatever he's, he's not your best friend right the reality is he's your dad or he's your grandpa 
that says that, hey, kid, you're screwing up. You need to put your hat on straight. You need to stand up with your shoulders back, and you need to get your shit together. And this is what you need to freaking do because this is the right thing to freaking do. And we've lost track of that. We try to view this as all this mushy, feely, God's just up there crying his eyes out because we made a mistake and he just wants us to be happy. And it's like, yeah, like, like there's a little bit of that, but like most of it is that like your dad does want you to be happy, but he only wants you to be happy because like you did the right things and doing the right things leads to happiness. So when you screw up, it's going to be, yeah, this is dad like picking you up out of your dinner chair and like giving you a spanking and telling you to go to your room because like he's tired of your bullshit. And that's... That's what we're missing, I think, in in, in current American well, that's, Christianity that's a key ours, whatever, component I mean, of love, it. though. You know, you can't just have a one-sided mm-hmm. love of enablement, sure, and forgiveness and praise, right? You cannot. That's not love. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know what the word for that is. Sure, uh, but you, laziness. Yeah, it's I laziness. Mean. Because if you love your children. You discipline your children. Sure. If you don't love your children, you let them become sagging pants little assholes who don't use the crosswalk. Fucking assholes. Right? So you if you spare the rod, you spoil the child, as the Bible says. And that's if that's true of us, then that's also true of our relationship. Because we're made in the image of, right? So it, it goes both ways. And you cannot have love without discipline. Totally agree. That's that's the biggest thing that's missing. And so, I so back to fucking oh, white libertarians oh, suck. Fucking white libertarians fucking suck. Yeah, that's why libertarians suck. Some well, some of them. Some, some of some them. Some of them. I tell you what, my favorite libertarian podcast is part of the problem with Dave Smith because he seems like the most regular dude approaching this stuff. You know, it's hilarious. I feel like he really is good on a lot of stuff. But like the other day when he was talking to Nick Sarwark, I do not like Nick Sarwark. Yeah. Just so you know, I, the dude is terrible. He is a lawyer to the bone. But you can hear the arguments like where Dave Smith has to go, Oh, well, what if Adolf Hitler was running for election? Are you saying I should just vote for Adolf Hitler because he said he was a libertarian? And it's like, well, okay, dude, now you're just being retarded because obviously never, ever, ever is Adolf Hitler going to run as libertarian. You're, just, it's, you're being stupid at that point. Like, I, I can get what Nick Sarwark is saying, but still think Dave Smith is 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 right on like the bigger issue. But there has to be that nuance that's in there somewhere. And and I just I don't even know where I'm going with that. But fucking everything pisses me off. Drink more beer and buy a bunch of guns. Get off my lawn. Get off my fucking lawn. Get off my lawn. He's hit that point. <laughs> He's Gavin McGinnis right now. Man, I wish that guy would be on. He's awesome. His well, his uh, his solo podcast. Is, it's not really that I, I've only listened to a couple episodes it's not really that great but when he was on man when he was on with Thaddeus Russell yeah like that a year was or two ago is awesome that was a good one and then he's been on Joe Rogan a couple times I like him he's got the Proud Boys I have mixed feelings about the Proud Boys well they kind of got away from him and he everything disavowed, does he disavowed the whole organization completely and then it well it just kind of got messy but I'm pissed that the the Proud Boys didn't have a better showing against Antifa, for all the talk and all the hype. Dude, this is I'm so mad. Two two groups of people that have nothing better to do in life. Yeah, I, I basically. Think the, 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 that whole I just really hate Antifa. Well, yeah. This this is 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 kind of nuts, but 
like the whole conservative thing, like just by nature of being get off my lawn guy, you just want to be left alone. You want to deal with as little bullshit as possible. So if some stupid law passes that affects you in no really meaningful way day to day, you generally aren't going to say anything. You're not going to stand up. So now let's just say that gay marriage is your thing. Right? You just that's the first thing that pops in mind. You don't like it. Great, but it happens and you don't care because it doesn't affect you day to day. It's just whatever. So you ignore it and just it goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. But then suddenly something like Second Amendment, right? Now they're talking about taking property. I mean, shit. There's five guns on the table right now. Stealing your shit. Take all this shit away just because, right? So now you're like, oh, okay. Now you're on my lawn, right? My whole thing is I'm get off my lawn guy, right? So now you're violating him. Fuck you. And so all these other periphery issues are going to just continue inevitably. But whenever this happens or whenever, like, abortion is another one that's similar because, like, it's not necessarily on your lawn, but it's on your, like, moral thing, which is right. a bigger thing, then, then uh, that's going to be it, dude. And I think that's going to be the thing, like, nobody's going to stand up to Antifa. They just don't. None of us at this table are. Nobody's going to do it. It doesn't matter. Until you get to that point. Like, like when it comes to, like, that, that's when it's going to happen. I don't, I don't know what I would do. I mean, I'm not going to pretend like I'm Johnny Rambo. I'm going to single-handedly leave a revolution. Man, eh, probably not. Well, it comes but, down to the whole nuance the re- thing. But like, yeah, the nuance How big of a threat are they, really? Yep. And how, how massive is this apparatus that starts carrying this shit out? Because if you're get-off-my-lawn guy, as long as, like... Like, if they're on your neighbor's lawn and your neighbor's neighbor's lawn, you're just like, yeah, but nobody's on my lawn, I'm still cool, then that's what you're going to do. That's the problem with libertarianism, is you're willing to let all this shit move in next door, and as long as it's not personally affecting me, I don't care. That sounds great. I love it, and I think that's probably the way you should try to view the world most of the time. But the reality is, dude, you're never going to have, like, meaningful freedom if you have, like, Osama bin Laden... And, like, Joseph Stalin is your neighbors. Yep. Like, your days are numbered. And if you're not willing to, like, make sure that Joseph Stalin, Che Guevara, Simon Bolivar, and Osama Bin Laden are not your neighbors, then you're fucked. Kurds. Yeah. <laughs> Kurds. Yeah. Fucking, I, dude, I love the Kurds. So, Iraq, you have Iraq, obviously, Saddam Hussein, and then you have Kurds, which were in uh, the northern part of Iraq, and they occupied a city called Erbil. And they were basically autonomous from Saddam Hussein, if that tells you anything, with Saddam Hussein being a fucking asshole. Yeah, he gassed them, he tried to get them, but he couldn't really ever fuck with them. The thing about the Kurds is they are fucking lethal and they're deadly. So if you kill a Kurd, expect reprisals like tenfold, right? (laughs) You don't fuck with Kurds. But the other cool thing about the Kurds is they don't give a shit if you're Christian, Muslim, if you're uh, Sunni, Shia, or Jew. They don't give a fuck. You're Kurdish. Right? Yeah. I don't care what your religion is. You put in the work for the society. So you're either part of that team or you're not. And that's why it's successful. So the Kurds single handedly led the fight against ISIS. And ISIS wouldn't fuck with the Kurds. You know, they do little probing attacks here and there. You couldn't fuck with the Kurds, dude. They just fucking kill you. They don't give a flying fuck. Uh, basically, we, we, we need to be uh, Kurds. The chefs, but the. Is that it's what a, that it's is? It's a keystone. A keystone. Good enough. It may not have always been cold. It was in a cooler. But they've day. got it figured out. You know, right because now. even in Saddam Hussein's totalitarian dictatorship, you know, they were able to operate autonomously. You know why? It's right. because they had the balls 
to protect what they wanted. They had their city of Herbal and a few outlying districts, and they protected it like fucking badgers on meth. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you have to do. And that's why libertarianism one they knew shit because they can't do shit with their dicks, and it's never going to happen. Oh yeah. Even yeah. if it did happen, they can't do shit with their dicks, and they're going to get fucked because they're a bunch of pussies. And it's just they're done. If you listen to that part of the problem episode where he goes and has like a town hall with like the free state people in Vermont or whatever the fuck, it's fucking depressing. Oh, I'm sure. Just hearing these like, I mean, these are guys that are so libertarian, like I'm fucking packing up and I'm moving to Vermont to be libertarian as hell, which is a, is a noble goal in and of itself. But then you listen to them talk about like these issues and like they're all hung up on like abortion and shit. And it's like, you guys are like the biggest faggots ever. Like you're gonna get steamrolled day one. This is fucking sad. I don't. I don't even care if you disagree with me on abortion. Just your your vitriol level of like, well, non-aggression and this person doesn't have rights. Dirt to dirt to dirt. Yeah. Okay, buddy. You have fun in your courts. The alpha males that run the world, whether you like it or not, are gonna just fucking put you in the ground before they ever. You ever think about so so the whole alpha male principle? Aside from any like ideologies, like. Just, just life in general and like uh, survival of the fittest. Like the only person looking out for you is you. Right? Yeah, I agree. Absolutely. So it's like you can kind of get into religion or ideologies or politics, but it's kind of like you know sometimes at the end of the day, and you the just only gotta look out for yourself. And the mean. only exception is like a tribal family unit. Yep. But even then, which is why America works in 1776, they're only looking out for you today. to the extent that you produce value that you're towards part the, of the tribe. Yeah. So if you are just a lazy fucking asshole and you do nothing to protect, preserve, and preside over the tribe, they're not going to go to bat for you. Yeah, if you get killed by a neighboring tribe, there's going to be some quarrel, maybe a little bit of fighting because they have honor to protect, but it's not because of you. Right? They're not going to war because of you. Because you were a shithead to begin with. You know, like, they're going to do it just to protect their reputation as a tribe and their fighting force because it's that whole honor principle. Right. But nothing else. It didn't really have anything to do with you. Yeah. So if you can't protect yourself, then, well, then it's fuck you, buddy. I mean, that's no, just I, it. I, I totally agree. That's, that's the biggest thing with, like, I'm not saying everybody has to carry a gun everywhere they go or anything like that. Like, I mean, it's, it's it's whatever, right? I don't I don't want to live in a world where everybody has to feel like they have to carry a gun with them everywhere they go. But we do. But we do. But the problem is, is that like, even if you don't want to carry the gun or you don't think about it, that's not your wheelhouse, that's fine. But if you have the attitude of like, I don't want anybody else to be able to and just like that's the most bitch move ever, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, like it's exactly what you're saying. Is like, dude, you're not even willing to like stick up, like, because like when we talk about like, so I, I carry this Sig P365 in my pocket sometimes when I go to Walmart, even though yeah. they ask me not to, right? But like the reality is, well, they ask you not to. The whole point it. of this is because I know that I am a, like just a shade under six feet tall. I'm fat as fuck. I'm 31 years old, and I'm not in that great of shape. And I could probably beat up a lot of guys. I'm not like that bad of shape. But well, I have a four-year-old daughter, and yeah. I have a wife. So do I want to risk, like the Joker says, in the Dark Knight? You didn't really think that I would risk all this shit in a fist fight with you. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. 
I'm not leaving this up to fucking chance, right? You might be stronger than me and faster than me and smarter than me and caught me off guard, but this thing makes us both equal. And you can have a fucking M1A white feather sniper Baran signed by Carlos Hathcock himself, but I also have this thing here in my hand. And it makes us both the same human being. And that is what it's all about. Yeah. So, the end. Yep. I don't care what it is. And, and, and that's... That's the point that gets missed is like, yeah, I, I would do that in a heartbeat and I wouldn't think twice. I don't want to kill anybody. I think murder is wrong. I think it's terrible. But if it comes down to you and me, buddy, sorry, dude. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that it's me. Yeah, absolutely. And that is that has to be the base operating mode for every red-blooded adult male. Because and, it and becomes the not... deterrent. It's like I'm not going to fuck with that guy because that guy might fuck with me. Right. And now suddenly you live in a peaceful society. Yep. The end. Yeah, yeah, it's an uneasy piece. People be like, "Oh, guns! They only have because so people on the right will talk about like, oh, well, cars kill X amount of people a year. Then people on the left's rebuttal is that, oh, well, but guns only have one purpose for killing. It's like, kind of, yes, but you're making the assumption that all people shouldn't be killed. It's like." Homicide and murder are two different things. <laughs> yep, yep. For a reason. Like, well, and so I like the gun thing. The biggest thing that, that makes me wonder and is like, okay, so my wife, right? She's five foot three and one hundred and thirty pounds. Oh yeah. So, so okay. So here I am. I'm two hundred and twenty pounds and I'm six foot tall, right? And I'm a pissed off male, and I'm gonna go have my way with this five foot three, one hundred twenty pound female. Nothing she can do about it because even if she's good at karate or shit like that, doesn't matter. You cannot replace a hundred fucking pounds of force. The end. I'm having my way. But suddenly, here comes Mr. Sig Sauer in the middle of this, and all that other shit is fucking meaningless. And and now you're on the same playing field. And that's it. And so, even if you don't carry a gun, even if that does not make you want to carry a gun. That's the argument for carrying a gun. That's why it exists in the yeah. self-defense principle. Now, let's take that a step further. And let's say that like we're not necessarily just talking about me personally getting in a fist fight with you or some stupid shit like that or somebody trying to take my daughter. Let's just say that it's the world's not going the way that I think it should. And the uh, you know, byproduct of 20 years of fucking <laughs> communism is saying, hey, Enjoy. We don't want you guys to have guns because we want some really fucking hardcore taxes to fucking happen. And we know if you guys have guns, you won't tolerate it. So we're going to come take your shit. Well, that's what this is. This is the equalizer. Yeah. This, is, this is what says, hey, I don't care who you are and what your title is and how much money you have. This makes you and me equal. Even this, this fucking short, cheap, Sig Sauer says at the end of the day that, hey, I don't care if you're a fucking Navy SEAL. Each of us have a bullet. We're the same fucking human. Yeah. I can get lucky just as easily as you get lucky, right? Now, you might be a little bit better at getting lucky, but that doesn't mean that... You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what that is. I it's, mean, they uh, always... They, like, the argument is always, well, even if it came to what you're saying it is, man, you can't fight a war against F-18s and fucking tanks. And it's like, yeah, well, I hate to tell you about Vietnam, Vietnam Iraq, and Afghanistan. They kind of The last did. hundred years of American history because yeah. it's pretty much what they did. It's uh, all men are created equal in 119 grains. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the gun is uh, the sword. Yeah. And it's, then, it's and the not equalizer. And refusing to own a gun, you know, like we talked about earlier, doesn't make you a good person. 
Well, and I think the other thing too that, that people miss and they they misconstrue is that like, I mean, I I would totally agree with somebody if if we could go back in time and they make not Adam not it. bite the apple or yeah. say that hey let's live in a world where people don't have weapons and if you're gonna fight somebody you can only use your fists. Great, I love it. I'm on board with that. Let's do it. Let's not have guns. Let's not have swords. Let's not have knives. Let's have nobody have any concept of bombs. Let's all go back to wearing loincloths and eating fucking acorns in the forest because we're peaceful. I get it. 100% on board with that. But you're lying to yourself. It's the same argument that like the libertarian thing fucking drives me nuts. It's because I get it. You want to be ANCAP. Let's be ANCAP America. That's great. It's fucking fantastic and it's wonderful. Russia still exists. Right. China still exists. Iraq still exists. What are you going to do about it? Great. Have your ANCAP paradise. How long does that last when the Muslims fucking show up or, or whoever fucking... And, it, and the thing is, they always say, well, that's never going to happen because they never oh, have before. shit. That's fine. Maybe they're not going to show up tomorrow. Maybe it's not the next day. Maybe it's not 10 years from now. But look at the broad concept of but thousands of but years of human history. Somebody's going to show up at your door and you're yeah. going to have to do something about it. And exactly. what are you going to do when that happens? It has always happened. Yep. Always. And I think always that's happened. that's the bigger problem is it, it's, it's really not even a question of what are you going to do about it. It's what is your great, 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 great grandson going to do about it if the only thing that was handed down to him was fucking doing nothing. Right. And so, if you don't take that stance, even in the, like, even if you're the extreme, and your own son thinks, yeah, my dad's fucking crazy, but he still has a concept of, like, this is what you gotta do, yeah. that's better than, like, uh, those people in, like, the end of Planet of the Apes that are like, yeah, we have books, and the books are all just, like, fucking crumbling in the library as they, like, sit there on a beach doing nothing as the ape people come and carry them away into slavery, you know, just fucking nuts. Yep. Yeah, I mean, the history of the world is just one time after another. That's all it's ever been. Where somebody conquered somebody else because because they could. Mm-hmm. Because you know? they could. And the only thing that ever stopped it is because they couldn't. Well, and I think in human psychology, it's it's another one that blows my mind that people don't think in terms of that is because look at, like, the middle school bully. That's exactly what that is. Yep. That's the kid with the outsized advantage and the outsized attitude that gets away with whatever it is the hell that is that he wants to do. And he does it. So if you don't have this, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying fucking shoot up the <laughs> shit. Year old shit. I'm just making a broad societal implication <laughs> that like that's what that amendment represents is the recognition that humans are imperfect and that humans have a tendency to be wrong and do stupid shit. And this is the ability for my 130-pound wife to defend herself against a 250-pound douchebag that thinks that she's out too late. And, you know, and just whatever, you know? Oh, yeah. Just, I roasted. I, even if my daughter grows up to go to KU and become some huge flaming liberal that thinks that her dad is just some crazy Fox News watcher, I'm going to feel a hell of a lot better if she's at least been exposed to, hey, here's a thing. This is a... This is, this is a uh, do not get raped 9mm. That's, right. that's the name of this gun. The company is called Don't Get Fucking Raped. And, and that's it. Yep. yep. 100%. One time, I think it, it was a while ago, one of the guys we went to high school with had posted something on Facebook about, this is back when I was on Facebook, about Second Amendment, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, here's the thing. This was when I was working, you know, five, six days a week out of town, you know, two hours away. I was like, we just bought a house. My wife lives by herself. Like, yeah, I can spend mm-hmm. 
1200 bucks on a security system doesn't mean shit when the cops get there in five minutes. Right. Like, doesn't mean goddamn Or thing. never because they don't respond to security system alarms. Sure. Ever. That, that too. I'm like, you know what? If I can get, you know, a police officer in five minutes or I can get nine millimeter at 1200 feet per second, which one do you think I'm going to choose? It's kind of a no-brainer, bro. Yep. He deleted his post the next day. Who was that? It was Rohit. Fucking Rohit. <laughs> he didn't oh know what to God. say. And this is terrible and it's racist. Fucking Muslims. No, I like... I, <laughs> he's not a Muslim. He's, I know, right? It's uh, just the whole... Like, he's, oh, he's not white. It's, uh, aside from his <laughs> politics, Well, technically he's, he's atheist. Good. Aside from his politics, he's a good guy. Yeah, I mean... Aside, ex- with the exception of sucking, I mean, he's okay. Aside from when he sucks, he's a good, good dude. Also, the same guy that posted on Facebook like the day after Trump got elected about my wife woke up to nightmares about the world we're going to raise our daughters. Well, who like, said that? It was Rohit. Oh, okay, yeah. The nightmare that I'm going to raise my daughter. I was talking to a dude at work today who is about as opposite from me politically as you could think. Right? He's a black guy. Always lived in in that world, and I've always lived in like suburbia, wealthy white kid shit. And it's the whole. I the mean, world, this is the world, a kill tech. The world that we are that both <laughs> scared of raising our daughters in. Get off your high horse, Mr. fucking Keltech. Is the world where some dude with a giant wiener is hanging out in the chick's bathroom when my nine-year-old daughter has to go pee at fucking Kmart. Yep. And it's like, that's fucked up. I don't care who you are. That's ridiculous. And then, yep. like, the whole idea that, like, I, I mean... You're saying that I should want my daughter to marry some beta guy who, who is not going to have the ability or the fortitude to, to stand up for her next to the next guy that wants to rob their family at the quick trip? No. I mean, I, I get it. The hard guy is not always perfect. Like, that, that's a thing. But, like, men and women are different for a reason, right? And, and, and if you're a male, and when you're 50, and your daughter is getting married off, right, and you're old and you can't run anymore and all this shit... I, who do you want your daughter to end up with? Do right. you want her to end up with a guy that, like, you know what, he's not perfect and he's kind of a douchebag and he likes the wrong football team, but at least I know that if he got in a fist fight, he would do everything in his power 100%. to make sure that he fucking won that thing or came out on top, or even if he fucking died, because that's the whole male's point, is that, like, I will die to make sure that, like, my wife and children can live to see another day. Right. And if that's not the guy you want your daughter to marry, then you're fucking up big time. Yep. And and you're not going to get that guy if the guy you're looking for is the, oh, you know, I should pay for my student loans and guns shouldn't exist and Chick-fil-A is fucking bigotry. It just like, oh my God. Like, like if you are a man and that is what you want for your daughters, then you already lost. Yep. You're done and I have no respect for you. No, absolutely. You know, and I feel like the culture has already gone that way. Because when I look around at people I, I work with, people I associate with, I mean, with the exception of you fags, but uh, <laughs> there's a different type of, of person I work with, you know, and I'm like, I think hey. there's banana and passion fruit in there too. Yeah, well, I have like I know a shot in the luggage. Yeah, speak, speaking of people I shouldn't associate with. But. Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely, man. Like, who do you want to be? Fag and I immediately say passion. I got passion for alcohol. <laughs> who do you want to be in your corner? Extra who can passion. you rely on, right? right? Who has a similar frame of mind that if, if I'm out to lunch with you and some shit goes down, can I count on you, right? Right. Oh, yeah. Or are you a soy latte bro yep. who's just going to sit there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Like, I don't want to fucking hang out with you. Oh, so, yeah. like, I'm a veteran. When I hang out with my veteran friends, I fucking like it. You know why? Because when we go to a place, we sit with our back against the wall, we're scanning the entrances. It's automatic. Yep. It's it's auto-fucking-matic. Well, you either have that or you don't no, have No, I'll, I'll tell you what. So, today, today, so my... So Amber's one of her younger brothers. He's like seventeen now. He got bit by the neighbor's dog, right? Oh, now man. the circumstances about how he got bit by this dog are maybe debatable, but that's not the point. The point is this neighbor's dog is like it's on the board, it's on the fence. It's like, do you trust your kids running around this dog or not? Right? Give it. So exactly. And so now hearing about this for the first time. What's going through my mind is I hear from this from, like, my father-in-law, because he's the one who babysits our daughter most of the time, is like, oh, shit. My, yeah. Kaylee is an outside girl. That is where she wants to be. She is outside all the freaking time. And so it's like, okay, the neighbors out here, their yards aren't fenced. If there's a dog out there, it's like, yeah, this is – this. we got to figure this shit out before she goes back out there because she's four. But my father-in-law, his whole time saying this is like – is – no, 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 I'm not putting up with this. Like, as soon as this happened, even if the circumstances in which that, like, you know, the quote-unquote bite, this isn't like a mauling, right? Just put that out there. Is, uh, <laughs> the circumstances in which this happened is, is, is whatever. But the point is, this dog did this thing. Even the owner's like, yeah, you know, my dog's a little bit aggressive. My father-in-law's attitude towards this is like, I'm going to fucking kill this dog. If I so much as see this dog do the wrong thing... I'm going to kill this dog. Absolutely. And like today, there was an incident where I saw this dog, and this dog was doing something I didn't like, and I debated whether or not I should just kill this dog on the spot. And so for me, listening to this as the father of a four-year-old child, I don't even care that it's a boy or a girl, it's just this is the male thing to do, is the thing that eased my worry from this is that hearing my father-in-law say that like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. I will shoot this guy's dog in a heartbeat if anything like this happens around me. Yep. And anytime my grandchildren are outside, I am outside knowing that this dog is here with the explicit purpose of I am on dog duty and I'm going to kill this fucking dog if it does the wrong thing. My father-in-law said all of that stuff totally unprompted and so it just totally put me at ease. It's like, okay, cool. This dude, we're, yeah. we're square. We're on the this same this page. dude is fucking going to murder this dog him. because this fucking dog's a piece of shit. Yes. And he doesn't care. And it's like, okay, cool. I don't care. We're square. But like most people, like, they probably don't even think like that. It's just like, it's... They don't. And that's the whole defense argument. It's just like, this is it. It's not that my father-in-law is like, I'm going to fucking kill me some dog. Because it's not. The dude's a gigantic fucking teddy bear. But it's like, hey, you protect I know what you love. And I know what's not important. If you, you protect what you love, and if you're not willing to protect it, then you don't fucking love it in the first place. Sure. I had this conversation with a buddy of mine. And it's another he, male thing even because – He's a great guy. I like him. Good guy. He's uncomfortable I think with guns, right? And so when I started talking about how like sometimes I carry a gun when we go on walks and you're like, like for stray dogs. He's like, are you just going to shoot a dog? No. I, Fuck yes, I'm just going to shoot a dog. dog. Nine millimeters in the yes, shoulder. I yep. love my children. Shoot it fucking twice. More than I love Probably shoot at the that dog. I will what, ten rounds? Ten I will lose no sleep in shooting a fucking stray dog or my neighbor's dog or my best friend's dog or my own dog than I will lose if my child got one scratch yep. from a dog. Because you know what? Now she's fucking scared of dogs. Now she has that no, mental trauma. You know, yes, she's gonna have some mental trauma for me killing dog, but you know what? She's gonna see me going fucking ape shit in protection of her. And it might not register right now, but someday she'll be like, you know what? Dad's got my fucking back. Right. You know, dad didn't let me get attacked by a dog. 
Dad stepped in between us. Yep. Dad took those bites. Yep. Dad killed that dog. And that, that Dad be- went to fucking court. That becomes important in the context of raising children because if we raise our daughters to expect the males to do things like that, that's better for our grandchildren to know that our daughters are going to seek out males that are willing to put themselves in between the fucking dog and the grandbaby. Right. Right? That's the whole fucking point. That's what you're supposed to do. This isn't a whole women are less than women. Women are less than men, so we have to coddle them. No, 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 no. That's not the point. That's not what I'm saying at all. The point is, dudes are bigger. Dudes are stronger. Your whole fucking point is meant to do this one goddamn task. And if you can't do that... Fuck you. Right. Now, it used to be in the cold, you know, Ice Age era, it was man has to go fight a small-faced bear with a stick. Yeah, that guy probably didn't live very long, and that's terrible. But you know what? Because that guy was willing to do this, guess what world we're in today? Because he was able to allow that to continue to happen. And so today, we should be fucking thankful that the main thing you probably have to worry about is suburban dad is like, fucking neighbor's dog, dude in my lawn I'm just about to just lose it you know like that's whatever but it's the same goddamn thing and if you're not willing to even do that and you, you can't even think of that in the context like you know I, I still listen to my wife all the time because when our German shepherd was, was younger in like puppy phase like you know peeing on shit and chewing on shit you know she'd get mad at the dog and like the dog is just like not having it, and it's like you gotta show the dog who's boss. Yeah, right? they it's only like to understand me, one thing. Yeah, like, well, and even like, to me, the point is like when she says all the time, like you know, if if and, and I'm not like saying I have like this vicious dog because I don't, but like the wife will mention something to the effect of like whatever, and it's like I I my concept is totally that my German Shepherd weighs ninety pounds. She is much faster than me, and she has teeth. If she ever wanted to, which I don't think she would, but if she did, she could fucking tear me a fucking part. And so, as a fucking glorified human monkey, there's nothing I can do about that. If she's going to hit me and rip at me with her teeth, even if I manage to strangle her to death, she's going to fucking draw blood before it's over. So, the alternative for me has to be, this dog gets out of line, I'm just, I'm not, it's over. It's yeah. done. I'm not even playing the game. And that's, that's what it is. And, and that's how, that's the mentality that you have to have. And I, it just is a culture, not even about just like animals and dogs, just everything. Masculinity has oh. lost that attitude it, towards it the It 100% comes down to survival. Like you're talking about going into a public place and like you position yourself so you can be aware of your surroundings. Like, yeah, sometimes I'll go into a place and be like, okay. I'm one guy, you know, I'm with my wife, or maybe it's lunch at work, I'm by myself. They're like, it's like, if shit ever did go down in here, who's the the next man up? That right. I'm like, okay, that's the next biggest guy in here. Like, hey, right. you, we're go, let's go. Right. Like, this is on, this is you and me, let's go. I don't know you, but it's time Absolutely. to go. Absolutely. And you hope that that guy who's the next man up has the fucking intestinal fortitude to pull through. Yep. Yep. And, you know, that's why people love those kind of stories so much and why I love those kind of stories. So 9-11, I talk about this all the time. A guy named Todd Beamer. He was on Flight 93. Flight 93 got hijacked. He called home to his wife. Everybody was on their cell phones. So they were talking to their wives and their families. They're like, hey, we got hijacked. I don't know what's happening. And their wives are telling them, hey, you know, like they already flew a tower, uh, flew a plane into the tower. They already hit the Pentagon. 
It's when it's go time. They think that you guys might be trying to take out the White House or something. So Todd Beamer is talking to his wife, and he says, Baby, listen, I don't think we're going to be able to make it home. I love you, and we're going to take a fight. We're going to go down with a fight, yeah, basically. Yeah, we're making so shit happen. So he takes off his tie because he's a traveling salesman. Ties it around his forehead Rambo style. He assembles a militia within the airplane of other like-minded individuals. They grab the alcohol cart. They turn it into a battering ram. They crash the cockpit door. They assault and take over control of the airplane. And they crash that motherfucker into the ground before it has the opportunity to hit either you know the White House yeah, or the Pentagon again or whatever the target might have been. And they sacrifice their own lives all fucking 200 people on this airplane, you know, in order to prevent 10,000 deaths, right? Or whatever, yeah. And whatever. they didn't even know it was 10,000 deaths. They didn't know. It could have been one death, right? You don't know because you don't have a crystal ball. But they inserted themselves in front of the proverbial dog, right? Right. And that is exactly right. So Peter, right? So he, when he inserts himself between Jesus and... In the the dog, the dog, which was the whatever the henchman of the Pharisees was, you know, he inserted himself into that. So it, you know, he doesn't get chastised necessarily for having a sword in the first place because a good man is not a weak and helpless man. Right. A good man is a man that's willing to do that, but has it voluntarily under control. So Jesus doesn't reprimand him for violence per se. But he says, no, I go willingly. Right. Right? You don't need so to protect God. You don't need to protect me. I got this. Don't worry about it. But appreciate you, bro. Thanks. Where are those guys that were, uh, I think they were different branches of the military, but that train and it was going through France, France. I think. You know, oh, right. fuck yes. They heard the fuck guys yes. AK jam and they just beat the yeah. shit out yes. of them. Yes. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Uh, his name, last name was Stoner. He was an Air Force guy. There was he was three, an A1C. I think, I think there, there was, was three, three Americans and then one uh, like German civilian. Yeah, just yeah. random, you know, middle middle aged dude that was that was with them. Yep. But well, when you look at like a lot of the mass shooters, and you, one of these guys weigh like 130 pounds. Yeah. Like, Beta cooks for life. Rushing in here and beat this bitch's brains out. <laughs> yeah. And soy lattes. Yeah, they're just all scrawny. I mean, and it. I mean, it sucks. Like, yeah, they're probably social pariahs. Like, have no no life. Sad, but whole different discussion. But the point is, you like stay in decent shape. You probably manhandle one of these guys. Yeah, assuming that you know you have equal firepower. Even if you didn't, I mean, well, assuming you don't have to close, you know, thirty I, yards yeah, I, of distance that, or something. So I, I'm gonna I want to go on a teeny tiny bit of a tangent. You mentioned, like, not the best-looking guy in the world. Not necessarily that much shape. I think, like, whatever you want to call it, like, that whole confidence thing, right? The, the willingness to, to be that guy. That's, like, men don't think in terms of that when they think of women. But women think in terms of that when they think of men. And in a way, that's one of the things that maybe makes women a little bit better than men in this, this circumstance, right? Because men very much attracted to the physical. It's not that women aren't attracted to the physical. It's just that, like, the whole paradigm of, like, TV, of the fat guy, but, like, the hot wife, right? Well, that's real, 
because the fat guy usually has that personality of I'm willing to put myself between my hot wife and the world, right? And the female knows this. And so that carries a certain amount of value, right? And so they're wired to look for that sort of thing. And so we raise this generation of men who don't have that ability and then wonder why, oh, I can't get laid or I can't meet women or I can't do this or yeah. I'm such a bitch or whatever the hell oh, it is. Because alpha males just bully yeah. me. It's yeah. like, well, that's exactly it. Yeah. Like, like women pick up on that, man. That, that's like a meaningful thing. And yeah. so... It's not that physical attractiveness doesn't play a role, because it absolutely does, and you should stay in shape, and you should care about yourself. It's that, dude, personality goes a lot more than you think it would. And I realize men are like horny pigs and, and, and whatever, but like women aren't necessarily so much like that. So like, there's still something there that, that like, comes, counts. Yeah, like, it comes down to Yeah, not everybody's going to be a fucking factor on but like, you can be yeah. a decent human being, and that means a lot. Yeah, it's all about, so, like, women, so, like, attracted to rich guys, because that's, like, the the aspect of resource acquisition. Sure. Like, to provide for the offspring. Yep. Uh, you get into, like, a good personality. Okay, well, so, maybe this guy has a good personality, good sense of humor. He would be a good dad for the offspring. It's all about continuing the race. Right, you know, or or the on some level, the yeah, human that's race. a supplemental yeah. thought. You, yeah. don't, you don't actively think it, but that's the thing well. So right. same, yeah. same thing for men. They're like, oh, she has huge tits. She'll probably be able to breastfeed pretty well. Or like, oh, she has <laughs> yeah. she has shapely hips. She'll be able to deliver children well. Right. Pretty much all the social like stigmas about beauty or attractiveness are in some way related to making babies. Yeah. For for both sexes. Yep. I mean that's in there and you can't fight it. Science. Science. Alright, well, I should probably get to head Yeah, you have to send this to me. I'll, I'll release it as one of mine too. Yeah. It'd be fun. Might have to edit for just fucking put it out there. Not edit shit. I don't yeah, it's raw man. I don't I don't edit nothing. But yeah, I'll send it to you. Could you hit about like five different topics that you know? Honestly, this could be its own thing. I really think so. I've I've said this for years. I think like just our <laughs> beer conversations, ninety I mean, percent of the time, are better than anything else that ever happens. That's why I brought this. I, it takes would, nothing to do it. If it works, set it out and do it. I mean, just once a month, easy as shit. But you what know, would you call it? Oh, it doesn't even matter. Guns and beer. Guns and beer. <laughs> doesn't even matter. The goal should be that every once a month, Someone one, has a, a new one of us has to acquire something new via trade or purchase. Alright. We put it on the table with all this other bullshit. Easy. And and the other, I think, be like, here we are ranting about the Second Amendment and modern masculinity. There's 30 goddamn empty beers on this table. Not a single person has died. And there are more assault rifles than there are humans at the table. <laughs> <laughs> They haven't grown legs and taken upon themselves to go on mass killings yet. So, you know, you're talking about uh, I can't remember. Oh, talking about putting the genie back in the bottle. Like, what if we didn't have guns or knives? Blah blah blah. In the U.S. annually, more people die from fists and feet than die from rifles. Right. And <laughs> that's not including just blunt objects, as opposed to rifles. 
Yeah, well, handguns. Yeah, it's a totally different thing. Yep. A lot of fucking people die from handguns, like a lot. <laughs> but, but oddly enough, that's not what the. Uh... That's the crazy thing because, like, the average gun owner knows that, like, this gun literally has no purpose other than to kill a human. And oh, the whole well, point of this gun of is that I can hide it in my pants, and it's there to be an equalizer if I need it. But like the anti-gun crowd can't figure out that like, yeah, that's what this is. And like this, sure, yeah, totally designed to kill a human too. But the point is, like, I'm not in Iraq. And so this gun is actually very ill-equipped to go kill somebody at Walmart that I hate just for the sake of that I hate them, right? Like, it, it does not serve that urban civilian purpose at all. It's, it's not particularly even my first choice for a hunting gun. But it's nowhere near the same level of this. Yeah. Is like I want to just fuck some shit up. Well, right? I never got about that. Whole argument. But they hang on this because oh, I watched that movie with Mark Wahlberg and he yeah, had one of these. Look like that. <laughs> but I never got about that whole argument. Is the whole like you're talking about like amount of casualties? What's by far the the biggest act of domestic terrorism in the U.S. Had zero guns involved. Yeah. Oklahoma City bombing. Right. So, it's like, you know, if you really just want the body count, guns are not your first option by a long shot. Yeah, that's true. Poop is. Well, yeah. Kill some good poop. You need poop. So, another reason with the 300 blackout <laughs> is, uh, so post-apocalypse. Let's say all this shit goes down. We live in a giant industrial fucking nuclear wasteland. Wolf Creek has exploded because that's the nuclear plant in Kansas. Uh, this, people around me are still going to know that somebody shot something, right? Even if you have a suppressor. Because it's, it's quiet, but it's not like, it's not that quiet if it's yeah. a quiet day, right? 130 decibels. But, like, people five miles away won't know that I did anything. Right? And that's the difference. Yeah. If you're fucking rattling off 556, five, they're going to be like, oh, fucking a war going on over there. Yeah. Right? But like this, like, eh, my neighbor didn't hear me or didn't pay attention, so we're good. Right? Yeah, for sure. But 22 caliber with the suppressor. 22 is the bee's knees. That's yeah. the most Hollywood you can Your get. Your neighbor doesn't even fucking So, know. I get a suppressor for the 300 blackout. And it'll I work. also have a suppressor for the 22 long rifle. So, how much is the suppressor just by itself without the standard? They are anywhere from 400 to 1,000. It depends on how much you want to spend. That's what, last time I looked, which it's been a few years, and I know the market's gotten better, but last time I looked, it was like 800 to 1,000. So far, the big thing seems to be... A direct thread has more baffles than a same size quick disconnect, right? And then the other one is just, if you want a longer suppressor, right, which is less convenient than a short suppressor, right? Well, the longer suppressor is going to have more suppressor advantage, but it's not going to be as short, right? So, like, this is an 8-inch barrel, and the point of the short barrel is that the suppressor that you get, the, even the shortest ones are like still just in between five and six inches. By the time I add six inches to this, I'm right back in. This is a carbine, right? There's nothing different yeah, from this than a carbine other than the very bottom of the buttstock is like rubber, right? So, what do you want? And so if you look at like like the Mark 12, which is like the, I don't know if that's still what they use, but it's the, the marksman, designated marksman rifle or whatever that they issue. 
the suppressor that's on it is like 10 inches. Damn. Now, it's not the most high-tech suppressor in the world. For sure, the civilian market has surpassed it as far as like what's like possible. But most of that just has to do with like materials and volume and how thick it is and how many baffles you can fit in a short space that can handle that heat and pressure and yada, yada, yada. But... Like, I'm not made of money, so I'll probably just have, like, one suppressor, maybe two, because I think what I'm going to do is probably, I'm probably going to end up with a SIG, and then SIG usually has, like, a buy the 30 cal suppressor, get the hundred, the 22 suppressor for 100 bucks, which mm -hmm. is technically 300 bucks, because you get a second tax stamp, but it's, like, 200, 22 is, like, that's Hollywood quiet. Right. If, yep. I, if I put a 22 caliber suppressor on a 22 caliber yeah. pistol, it like makes no noise at all. It like that's what you hear, and so uh, that's fucking perfect. And then a 30 cal, and you're set because the 30 cal will fit the 5.56 rifle and everything. The only time you got to get worried is if you're going up to like you know nine millimeter or 45, which I don't think I'll do. But man, the whole like 200 dollars for another one is so stupid. It's like. So, so we've already verified you can have it because right. we did the extensive background check. It, I could see a, a minimal fee just to like check. Oh yeah, we already did that background check. Mm -hmm. Thirty bucks. It's dumb. Yeah. The whole thing is dumb. I, the whole like <sighs> yeah. So DB one hundred thirty DB. Now decibels is a loud. logarithm scale, right? Yeah, so, it's not linear. So one hundred thirty DB, one hundred forty DB. The difference is is is. I think every 10 decibels huh. is twice as loud. Yeah. I so, didn't realize that. So, yeah. uh, so a 747 jet engine at takeoff is 140 decibels, huh. right? So this gun, let's say the best suppressor I could get takes it down to like 128 decibels, right? I'm just a little bit quieter than a 747 takeoff. The difference is the impulse of this rifle only lasts for like, versus, ah! Yeah. So impulse that's sound the, is that's different. That's the main from, difference. Yeah. And then the frequency, because the suppressor sound. modulates this into a lower frequency, which is less, like, <clears throat> surprising than a <laughs> It's more of a uh. They might be the same volume, but the one is less noticeable. So, <laughs> uh, it's, it's not... It's not it's not what people think it is. Like, the, like the video game makes it sound like... Pew, pew, pew. No, that's not right. fucking the, at all. The threshold of pain is like 115, you, and, and yeah. these are like 130. You, you can look it so, up. The military study on like suppressors actually has almost nothing to do with the fact that nobody heard it. And it's to do with like because the way the frequency changes compared to what people expect to hear when they hear a gun. Yeah. When like if, if we're in the forest in Afghanistan, the, the perception. And this is this is a five five six rifle and it's suppressed. Even though I'm shooting a supersonic round, the suppressor means dick. I shoot it. When the guy who hears me shoot it, even if I didn't hit him, when he turns to face the direction that the rifle came from, he's ninety degrees to where the rifle actually was. He turns the wrong way. And so that allows this guy to get off a second or a third shot before the first guy realizes where it came from. Hmm. That's the advantage of the suppressor. It's not that, oh my god, I couldn't even hear where it came from. Everybody's dropping like flies. That's a fucking myth. Everybody knows that a fucking gun got shot. It's just because the way the sound bounces around and shit, they're just like, did it come from my left or did it come from my right? And they might still turn the right way the first time and fucking gun your ass, but at least there's that second chance of... You know, they came it, from the other It's way. better than the alternative. Better than the alternative. And the other advantage is like, so the point, the point of the 300 blackout 
is to replace the MP5. The MP5 is a submachine gun 9mm, right? The point of the MP5 is that dudes carry that when they're going to like raid an apartment building and they're going to go shoot up fucking right. 40 goddamn rooms, right? Now, the only reason that it's suppressed has absolutely nothing to do with the people that they're shooting, and it has to do with like these guys need to still be able to fucking reasonably hear when they're done with shooting these 40 goddamn people in these 40 goddamn rooms. So that's the reason of the suppressor. It's got more to do with like the hearing of the shooter than the unknownness of the actual shooting. Yeah. Because everybody fucking within five floors is going to know, oh my god, somebody's getting fucking wasted up there, but it's not about, it's not about that. It's just about I'm shooting in a room that's like 12 by 12. And I need to not fucking blow the eardrums out of fucking 12 soldiers that I have $500 million invested in, you know, every time fucking somebody shoots. Because if you blow some dude's eardrums out and he can't hear, he's not worth anything anymore, right? So. Yep. Well, that wraps it up. Fuck yeah. America, fuck yeah. That was good. I feel like we got aliens and guns and politics and all things that are good. Didn't even get to like Jordan Peterson shit, which is like where we started. Oh, on religion and uh, 